Hello, I'm Dr. Amalia Gondas Malka. Welcome to Womanity Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self emancipation, human rights, democracy, and much more. Joining us today is South African actress Mokhao Motlatswi, who currently acts in Skim Sum, which is a daily South African soap opera. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. To begin with, you were born in Limpopo, you moved to Johannesburg, and you initially had ambitions to become a lawyer. So please tell us, when did you realize that your path lay in performance arts? Because uh, the legal sphere is quite different to the creative sphere. Um. The inspiration behind uh, me wanting to become a lawyer was from a judge, and you know I always looked up to him. His name is Edwin Cameron, and uh, he, he has always just been like a very good mentor, motivator, and yeah, I guess just someone that I looked up to. So the love of law came from him, and as time went on. Um, I was in high school and for whatever reason, whenever we did um, some art or drama and we had to do like some sort of analysis, my perspective of whatever the work it is that we were doing was always in the opposite direction of where the class was going. And a teacher of mine, Mr. Stratum, Mr. Barry Stratum, he was actually always very interested in um, my perspective and he was like you know what you've got a very unique approach to things uh, and, it's, and it's very artistic so you you could one day consider being a director you know and that was the first time I actually ever considered going into film and television and after that it, I guess it kind of just stuck and, and I researched more on it and Eventually, <laughs> I ended up studying audiovisual communication at, at the University of Johannesburg, and now I'm an actress. So somehow, wanting to become a director led me into acting, because I guess acting was one of the ways that was easiest to get onto set. So um, the love for directing in high school is what got me to, to becoming an actor. And it's certainly a skill set to have, thinking about the way that people enrich and diversify themselves. So a lot of people start in the acting route and then go on to produce and to direct. So it's great that you've got this kind of a, a, amalgamation of interests in your core sphere. Plus, when you think about being in the law, that when you're in court, in effect, it is a platform, it is a stage. So performance is important. That is so true. I, I, I love to look at it like that. Um, you know, you go onto that platform and you try to convince people of whatever your agenda is. And, and that's what we do as well. It's just that we have, you know, a huge team behind us. We've got makeup, we've got, you know, a script department. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is convey a particular message and hopefully have the audience believe it. Yes, and you need that authenticity to come across. Otherwise, you're not going to get the connection and you won't get the, the believability. 
Currently, you play the character Mapitsi Mahongwa on Scheme Sum. The show itself has been running for an incredible, I think we're going on 12 years. So it has got longevity. And when we think about storytelling, it is such a powerful tool to be able to teach people and to convey issues about life. How important do you think it is for daily soaps uh, like Scheme Sum to have a, a local storyline which really reflects the daily realities and also demonstrates to people how they can overcome particular challenges that they may have? Look, I think it's extremely important, actually. And um, I think I'm for the kind of person that I am, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a human rights lawyer. So, so I'm very passionate about social issues and how we can better change the world that we're in. And so I'm so blessed to be, I'm not just acting like in any kind of show. Skim Sum is an SABC education show. And that means their mandate is to look at social issues and almost reflect them as well as, you know, uh, um, provide the necessary solutions for those issues where, where possible. And so I think it's very important as a, as a society to, to tell the stories that happen and, and offer some sort of solution for whatever the stories are. If it's giving information about, you know, government grants, if it's giving information about um, youth pregnancy or teenage pregnancy, you know, it, it's a very important platform that we can use because it marries entertainment with infotainment. And that way you're able to spread a lot of information. So I think it's, it's, it's a very good platform to have um, because now you've been able to marry entertainment with infotainment. And of course, people are more likely to remember something if they enjoy the manner in which they received it. So I, I can almost be here on the radio or watch on TV than we are to remember something that we read in a pamphlet because there are scenarios and, and all this other information that is more stimulating to the brain um, that will help you, you know, remember the content that they're trying to give to you. It really makes things a whole lot more relatable. Can you give us an example of a particular story which has really stood out for you the most on Scheme Sum and why that is? Okay, uh, I am definitely going to go for Mapiti's story, so the story of the character that I play. Perfect. Because the show has been on for so long, um, we've been able to see Mapiti's journey from being a teenager and having all these goals and ambitions and to becoming pregnant in the midst of a beauty pageant. Um, and so that's, that's when she finds out she's pregnant. And then all the way to giving birth, the, the difficulties of raising a child as a teenager, where do you get support? And now, many, many years later, many seasons later, Mapiti is, is married to the father of her child 
and their child Pizzi is is growing and thriving, and it's kind of just been able to show the difficulties that were faced in the beginning, but how you can overcome them, and ultimately how the various people in your life can can play a role in you you know, still being able to attain your dreams, even though you're a young mother. So that's, that's by far my favorite story on, on Kim Sam. Not because I play the Mabiti character, but because so many people were able to relate to it. I, I received so many DMs and emails and, and whenever I'm, I'm out and about, people stop me and, and, they, and they share their story you know, of being teenage mothers. And I don't know if you saw the statistics last year, Doc, but, you know, the, the 33,000 teenage pregnancies that we had in South Africa, it's still something that we are very much dealing with. And, and I think more stories um, need to touch on it a lot more and, and just educate the youth about the dangers of having sex at a young age or unprotected sex particularly at a young age. You are so right. And one of the things that I have encountered frequently is the issue that teenage pregnancies always fall on the responsibility of the girl. It is not the boy or the man that's involved. It falls to the girl's responsibilities. And a few years ago, we had an interview with the Jamaican foreign affairs minister And one of the things that she said they were trying to do in Jamaica was allow girls to go back to school after falling pregnant, because if they didn't, they would become more dependent on the state. They would more likely have another child, and it was going to become a greater economic burden than just a social burden. So what you're saying is so, so incredibly important um, of being able to allow girls to continue with their lives and become strong women and strong mothers. Mm, I mean, my character still brings it up till this day. Even when she's when she's talking to her husband or talking to her in-laws, it still comes up how much she's had to give up in order to be a mother. And I mean, we live in a society where when when a woman kind of puts the family in, in the back in the back seat for a little bit just to finish studying or, or to pursue a business venture or anything of that sort, you're seen as a bad mother or, or a bad woman overall, you know, conversations about how women are in this kind of situation. And, you know, the man can very easily just walk away and, and not be involved. So what, what is out there to make sure that the girl's life doesn't just end because she fell pregnant? Absolutely. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity. And today we're talking to South African actress Mohal Mutlatswe, who currently acts in Scheme Sum, a daily South African soap opera. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. You mentioned that you, as as yourself, as Mohal, is, is recognized for the character that you play. And you receive a lot of DMs. People will walk up to you on the street. Social media is such an integral part of our lives and a way for people to connect with their favorite show and, and cast. How do you navigate that aspect of engagement and kind of where does the boundary of you as Mohao 
and you as the character you play, how, how do you navigate those, those lines? Look, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it has been a little bit tricky, you know, uh, because me as Mughal, I don't actually have a child yet. But, but what, I, what I love about the show that I, I act for, that what I love about Skin Sum events are in line with my own values. So there, there haven't been many instances where, um, you know, my character does something that is too far from what I believe in and, and responsible and contributing members of society. So my, my platform, my, the social media platform is kind of just um, like an echo of my beliefs. And if the show is speaking about similar things, then they just align very beautifully. So I, I've never really had to navigate um, a lot of negative stuff from, from the social media thing because the, the show that I work for allows me to be myself um, authentically so. I don't need to live up to any kind of ridiculous standard just because I'm an actress. And I, I definitely make that known on my platform that I am still human. You, you can come and say hi when you see me in the street, but I am not my character. And I do learn a lot from my character, but at the same time, I'm not too far fetched. I'm not too far in terms of belief from my character. So I think Matizi and Morao actually <laughs> cross lines sometimes just because of how similar we are now that my is a lot older I think there were much more distinct differences between myself and the character when I was younger and the character was younger but now I think we've just kind of grown into each other so social media actually just helps to amplify that it's so interesting how these identities almost become reality. We've chatted about the, the sort of the serious side of things and delivering on the education, delivering on the infotainment and the storyline and the story arc. But please share for us some of the insights into day-to-day -day working on set and what it takes to put a show together. Ooh. I think a lot of people don't actually understand or, or know what it takes to put not just a show, but like a good show. Skin Sam is an amazing show. I mean, let's go all the way back to the story, something as basic as the actual script that we receive. So much research, so much thought is put into what these writers write for how so much of the time it's in line with with what is actually happening in our society. So I really, really commend the, the writing and the script department team from Simsam because we are always relevant. After you've done the, 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 the script, now you go into production. Now the, the people come in and they have to make what is on the script um, possible in real life. So you've got your wardrobe department, makeup department, art department, lighting, camera, sound. Um, there's, a, there's, there's so many people involved in, in putting together this 24 minutes of, 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 of TV on the day that people watch it in their homes. Um, 
before it even gets to their homes, it has to go to post-production, you know. And then obviously we, us as actors, we get the script, um, we read it, we go into makeup and wardrobe and they make us look the part and, and then we perform. And I mean, sometimes performance also takes a lot of work, a lot of energy because you need to always be aware of where your character is and where the character's story is going, regardless of what's going on in your own life. So you could be going through the worst, but if your character is happy, you need to be able to portray happiness and it needs to be genuine. And, and it takes us all back to that. It needs to be believable for the audience. And then last but not least, then you, you, you go after we script, then it goes into post-production and that is a whole nother thing in it. Itself. It's a whole nother you know, monster in itself because you've got a final mix and you've got, you know, different sound departments and editors and everyone working together to make sure that the final product that comes onto the audience's screen is what the creators or the producers of the show want it to be. So it's a very long process. Um, there are a lot of people involved. But luckily, if everyone just plays their part and plays their role well, things go smoothly. Um, unfortunately, we do have instances such as, you know, COVID, where where you 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 can't like uh, social distancing was applied as a law in the country. So we we have to navigate certain things, and and when you're working with so many people, it can be difficult. But because Kim Sum is what it is, I mean, we made it work. And the show wasn't even off air because the scheduling department, which is a whole nother thing, we worked so well with them. Everybody just tried very hard. Kim Sum does not have a day where it is not on our screens. That is quite a process and it really shows the extent of your insight across the different teams and departments that all play an intrinsic role into making the show happen. And I'd imagine that part of that comes through from the fact of your, your studies, where you studied audiovisual communication at the University of Joburg. Can you shed some light on what it meant for you to achieve your academic qualifications, especially for women and girls who may be at a, a crossroad in life where they're not certain of whether or not to pursue an academic education? Oof. Uh, look, I, going to, to university was, um, it was such an important move for me on so many levels. Like from a social level, I've, I've made friends and I've met people at university that I would probably not have met if I didn't go. And even if they might not be in the same industry that I'm in, university is a very, very good place to just network and, and create, um, you know, sometimes very good and long lasting friendships. But professionally, I am so grateful that I went to an institution like UJ because the audio, audio visual communication course in itself um, included film and television, which was my, my focus, my major. But it also allowed me to take other electives. And, and I chose things like sociology, history, um, text reception and, and production. But also as, as the, the, the course itself, 
audiovisual communication. The biggest storytelling is storytelling is being able to communicate a certain message so that the audience receives it in a particular way. And I would recommend anyone who has the opportunity to go to tertiary education to definitely, definitely take it. I think I think the things that you will learn there are unmatched. Obviously, I'm a huge believer that the, the, the tertiary education space is an experience in itself from the people that you meet. I mean, if, if you went straight into working, what are the chances that you would meet someone in a completely different field? What are the chances that you would just one day be friends with a lawyer uh, or, or just know someone who is a doctor, you know? Um, the space itself where you are many different people and industries, one day you're going to need one of them. So apart from just the professional aspect, which is very empowering to be able to go into a way talking about, I might need experience, but I'm not starting from absolute scratch, you know? Um, it, like, it, it's, it's such an amazing place to be in, to grow and make mistakes and and just discover what you actually want to do and who you are. So I would recommend that anyone who has the opportunity to go to tertiary education, whether it's an FET college or university or, or even sometimes just doing a short course, take it if you've got that chance. Thanks for sharing your experiences, uh, particularly on the environment, the networking component. And you're so right. Where in any other circumstances do you have that opportunity of being able to connect and engage with anyone from absolutely every form of, of discipline, whether it is law, whether it's accounting, whether it's agriculture? And invariably, we will need individuals from those spaces at some point in time in our life. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity, and today we're talking to South African actress Mukhal Mutlatswe, who currently acts in Scheme Sum, a daily South African soap opera. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. I wanted to ask you a question about your, um, let's say, factors that influence your choice to, to taking on certain roles, because media, whether it's TV, film, wh whatever the case may be, it has got a potentially huge reach. It also has got longevity. As we've discussed now, it plays an important role in cultural representation and social influence. So thinking about all of those parts that interplay, with respect to women across the continent, I think it's important that we are portrayed appropriately and that our voices are heard and that we have got greater representation across all sectors. Do those types of factors influence your decision on whether or not to take a role? Oh, definitely. And I think... That's why I'm so proud to play a character like Mabizi because I, I feel like she's the everyday she's the everyday girl who is growing into a woman. And representation is so important because we see it with the music videos, uh, we see it with, with particularly rap, nightlife kind of vibes. Women are 
are represented in a particular way. And it's not to say that way does not exist in terms of who women are, but I think there needs to be women become that way. And, and I don't think it's supposed to represent women in a particular way and, and just leave it like that because there are young girls who are watching who now think it's okay to, to go out to the clubs and, you know, expect drinks from guys. And there are young boys who are watching, I give girls drinks. That means they are expected, you know, to, to sleep with me at the end of the night. I, I, I think it's very important to, to be aware of what the intent is. What is the intention of this role? Is it just to say that this is what women are? Or are you going to give some insight into, you know, yes, this is how women might be or some women might be today, but this is how we got here. And where do we want to go from here? What, what is the message at the end of the day? Do we want a particular kind of representation of women to, to exist in our communities? Or do you, do you want to influence the change in some way? So I, I, I'm very picky about, you know, the kind of roles that I watch or that I would take and are you going to explore it? I don't want to make a particular decision and we can use creative license a lot in the, in the film industry. But sometimes I think, I think it's just lazy, lazy writing. You know, represent people appropriately with all their flaws and, 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 and the good that comes with them. A woman is not just sexy. She is sexy and sometimes she uses her sexuality because this is the world that we live in and she's maybe. And some women have gone to the, gotten to the point where they are embracing their sexuality, but the reasoning behind that embrace might not be authentic to them to, to them as individuals. It, it could just be something that they've seen in the media. And we need to encourage women through media to, you know, interrogate why do you think you are leaning more towards one way than another? I'm not saying any one particular way is completely right or completely wrong, but we need we really need to in, encourage this interrogation of why you think you as an individual think that you lean more towards one side instead of another. In your opinion, you are a young woman. You have got a strong ethos about human rights to you and doing the right thing. And when we think about some of the experiences that your character and in Mapitsi has has played and overcome. If there was one thing that you could change in this world to ensure that women have a better future, what would that be? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I think I would have to go go into the schools and and implement some sort of self-awareness program. You know, I don't know if I don't know if that's considered to be changing something or just adding to what already exists. But um, I think I think both men and women really need to be more self-aware of 
you know, what, what it is that you want and why do you want it and what do your wants and desires, how do they influence the next person, you know? Um, it's very important to, to be able to, to know who you are and to be okay with the decisions that you make as a human being. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that's like really changing anything, but it's something that I think should be implemented um, in, in our society just to embrace self-awareness and, and knowing when you like something because it's how, it's what's popular or, or it's actually what you, what you like as a person. And particularly for women, um, I think it's important that you, you, you know yourself and recognize, do you want to have kids? When do you want to do that? Under what circumstances? And what, do you, what kind of life do you want to create for the people that you're going to bring into this world, if you choose to? Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very important, oh, how do I say this? It's, it's, it's very important to, to be aware of, of who we are, why we are like this, and if you want to continue to be this way. So self-awareness is a definite, definite thing that I would um, have more of in our world. Hmm. I think it's a very important aspect. Once we know ourselves and what we truly want, as opposed to being dictated to societal expectations, then we can live out and, and be our true selves. So I, I think that that is a, a really important aspect. And I don't think that there is enough of it and encouraging people to really be their genuine selves. We're coming towards the end part of the show. And I wanted to ask you, Growing up, what were some of the, the pivotal moments in your life that stood out for you? Mm, pivotal moments. Uh, I would say, look, I mean, getting my job on Skin Sum. I, I, I started working at Skin Sum when I was 19 years old. Wow. <laughs> so actually the year that I turned 19, yeah. But it, it was the year that I turned 19, so I, I was still 18, fresh out of high school. Um, I think I was just very eager <laughs> to to get into the workspace. But I think landing the, my role on Skim Sum is definitely like a very, very, very big part of of my life. It's one of the biggest pivotal moments. Um, I think um, graduating. Oof, Graduating was a pivotal moment for me uh, because, I mean, you, you heard, I, I'm very passionate about, about people furthering their education, particularly women, you know, just so that you can, it, it's a time that you can get to know yourself and, and explore. So you're like an adult, but you're not really an adult because you're not fully working yet. So you're still, you're still given a little bit of leeway. So um, going to, to, to varsity and, and graduating was a very, very pivotal part of my life. And it was a very, very important um, thing that happened within our family. I wasn't the first to graduate, but, you know, the more people who, who get out there and, and educate themselves further, the more likely you are to find work and to, 
um, and to be able to contribute positively. It, it helps even with just your way of thinking. And, and I mean, I'm obviously fully aware of the fact that we do have like an unemployment issue in our country, but yeah, it was, it was a pivotal part for me. Um, so graduating, landing skin sum, and well, there's so many pivotal moments in my life that just um, include my family. So the birth of my siblings, all three of them, like that, 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 that makes me want to create a better world so that they are living in a better world. There's a huge age gap between us, but I, I love my siblings and, and I hope that I am a good contributor to a good world that they will one day be the adults in. That's wonderful to hear. And as you were talking about the education piece and university and reflecting on what you shared earlier, it reminds me of one of my very favorite quotes from Dr. Seuss, which uh, goes along the lines of, the more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Mm, that's beautiful. I love Dr. Seuss. Fantastic quotes. As we close out today's conversation, please can you share a few words of inspiration or wisdom that you'd like to pass on to girls and women who are listening to us on the continent? So, look, my, my favorite quote of all times, and whenever I go to an interview, I'm like, oh, no, think of something else. But my favorite quote of all times, all time, sorry, is, is, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I'm going to say that again. Um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I think my message to, to everyone out there, particularly the women, particularly the girls, don't give up. Just keep pushing, work hard. Like you are going to surpass people who might even be more talented than you are if you if you push hard enough, you know. I mean, also work smart. <laughs> I would add work smart there. But I think the core of, of, of what this quote is is just that you, you really need to fight for what you want. I don't believe that anything is given freely or just handed out to us. Fight for it. And as women, we all know that our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, our great-grandmothers, they've been fighting and we can't give up now because we are here because of every other woman that has come before us and has, has sweat and bled for us to, be, to have the opportunities that we have today. So, so work hard. If you're talented, make sure that you, you nurture that talent and, and you're able to, to have people benefit from the gifts that you have as an individual. So don't give up, work hard, keep pushing. It's not going to be easy. I, I doubt anything worth having is easy. So just keep fighting the good fight, ladies, and everything will work out the way it's supposed to. That is a great message. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And, and everybody out there, I really hope that 
you know, the ladies, you know, achieve your dreams and make sure that you, you keep listening to such platforms that, that are able to encourage, motivate and inform you about the many different opportunities that exist, particularly for women out there. So thank you, Doc, for, for the work that you are doing. Um, it's, it's very much appreciated and it's, it's so important for young girls in particular to, to know that there are people out there like yourself who are rooting for them, who are putting in the work to make sure that they are informed. So thank you very much. Yes, the sky is the limit. So thanks once again. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman and Unity, and we have been talking to South African actress Mokhao Mutladzwi, who currently acts in Skimsum, a daily South African soap opera. <laughs>